The Monaco Economic Board is very happy and honoured to introduce you to you this morning, Isabel Costa, High Commissioner for European Affairs, to get the latest on the European deal Monaco is negotiating for. Good morning, Isabel. Could you first let the audience know how long you and Monaco have been working on this agreement alongside Andorra and San Marino? Hello, Justin. As the chief negotiator since last February, I have the honour to lead Monaco's negotiating team for an association agreement with the EU. The objective of this agreement is for Monaco to be part of the European internal market and to remove all the obstacles that currently exist. The spectrum of this agreement is quite large. It concerns transport, environment, intellectual property, regulations on goods and services, etc. So it's really a team effort that has mobilized a large majority of the administration for eight years now, as we started negotiations in 2015. And you mentioned Andorra and San Marino. The EU indeed offered to start negotiations with the three small states together. The project is to have a common framework agreement, but different protocols, because our situations differ from one another. Indeed. Well, I believe that good progress has been made of late and everyone is saying that 2023 is the key and last years of the negotiations. Is this correct? Yes, indeed. The uh, European Commission has expressed the political will to finalise negotiations with Monaco before the end of 2023. So it's the president of the Commission, Mrs. van der Leyen. She wants to reach a deal by the term of her office in the summer 2024. That's good news. Some people in Monaco seem to be opposed to the signing of this agreement. According to you, what could be the reasons for this opposition? We understand the people's concerns because we share them. EU law was not designed for a city-state like Monaco that doubles its population every day with commuting workers coming from two other countries. So adaptations to EU law are essential and that is what these negotiations are all about. The stability of our social and economic model is essential. I would also like to point out that the agreement will have no impact on personal or corporate taxation. Europe has no competence in these matters. Ah, that's good to know. As the chief negotiator, what is, in your view, the main advantages for the Principality to become an associated country of the European Union? The EU is the Principality's main economic partner. An agreement would make it possible to remove the obstacles currently holding back certain trade relations and create the legal conditions for the diversification of the Monegasque economy. There's also a more general political objective to put Monaco on the map of Europe. We are neither an associated state nor a member state nor part of the European economic area. And as crises multiply, the status would guarantee that the Principality would be systematically taken into account. As we saw with the COVID crisis, if we had been an association state, we would, for example, have been directly integrated into the European health certificate system and we would have greater ease in obtaining vaccines. So to be granted the status of a new associated country would offer Monaco advantages on legal, economic and political levels. Well, thank you again, Isabel. Let's make things much clearer. Uh, Thank you for your time and expertise and all the best for negotiating the best deal for Monaco. Thank you, Justin. This feature was brought to you by the Monaco Economic Board, a business association driving economic growth in the Principality. More information at www.meb.mc.